What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On Avalanche. On today's episode, Shaggy and I will be discussing another forward, a free agent forward, is off the boards, not going to wear an Avalanche sweater. Did we really expect him to, though? We're talking about Paul Stasny. Off the board, I know there's some Avalanche fans out there that really wanted him back. I wasn't particularly sold on that, but he was a name. He was a body. It seems like the Avalanche needed somebody maybe like that, but we'll also talk about maybe why it was the best reason for, for them to not go after him. So we'll talk about that. And training camp, right around the corner, folks. So what are some things that Kyle and I will be focused on during those preseason games and that training camp, that oh-so-important training camp? What are we going to be looking at and focused on uh, before opening night puck drop against Chicago. That and so much more, probably, like we always do. Locked on Avalanche, let's get to it. You're Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, did you see what the the where the Arizona Coyotes will be playing like the name I did indeed you, you saw that uh I, I thought when I first saw it, I was like oh that's kind of funny they named it like mullet arena uh and my thinking was like they're just doing that because it's funny it's cool maybe to drum up some excitement just to be because you're only playing in a 5,000 stadium arena uh but apparently it was like a a, a mullet family not not a family that's that has uh, you know they all wear mullets. I mean their last name is mullet. <laughs> Alabama uh, fans. Big, there you go. Like had a big donation or something like that. So they named it after them. But what a name! What a name for an arena. I mean, yeah, they nothing but wins for Arizona right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to be uh, few and far between once the season gets started. So take them where you can get them. All right, everybody, welcome to uh, Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Uh, fans since the 90s of the Colorado Avalanche, and now we get to cover them in podcast form. So uh, you can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow our show on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right. Doesn't really pertain to the Avalanche per se, but I mean, I guess in a way it does because Paul Stasny, one of the kind of bigger name free agents left is now off of the board. He signs a one year deal for one and a half million. I believe it was to Carolina. A lot of avalanche fans were kind of wanting him back. Maybe we're, we're taking a wait and see approach with Kadri. And now that he obviously went to, Calgary, I think a lot of fans were kind of like throwing more of their weight behind Paul Stasny to bring him back. For what I don't know, I like, did you, were you expecting him to come back and be thrown into that 2C role? I don't, maybe it was just to get, you know, uh, a body in there, a guy that has some, a good, a good pedigree. Um, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on if you thought, the Avalanche were really in with Paul Stasny, or did you want them to be in with Paul Stasny? And how are you feeling about him going to Carolina and not the Avalanche? I understand why he went to Carolina. Um, 
they need some bodies as well. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't even made it to training camp and they're dropping like flies. So <laughs> like, I understand why Carolina picked him up, but yeah, uh, when that name was floating around there, like it's, it's Stasny, it's Erod and it's promote from within when it's talking about that two C position. And when the name Stasny is out there, yeah, it's a feel good story. It'd be nice to have him come back and, you know, be a, like contribute with the team maybe get some wins. Maybe it would have been nice to see him win the cup with us last year. Um, I think that would have been prime for him just to be there at some point, but I don't know how much you can rely on him when it comes to production. I think you would be better going with Erod. Like Rodriguez probably would give you more. Stasny's best years, ironically enough, were about a decade ago with Colorado. His 60 point season was with Colorado. It hasn't been that good since. And, we're just chasing ghosts at this point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a feel-good story to have them come back. Of course, mm-hmm. the Stasnies and everything they've done for the organization. But to say to think he's going to replace what Nas brought to the team is a little bit of an overstep. Um, if anything, he would be three or four C, and it, yeah. again promote from within. But he's not the one-to-one replacement for Nas. I uh, agree with so much of what you said, and I think for. You know, maybe there's a lot of nostalgia going around there. Like, oh, bring him back towards the end of his career. But therein lies the problem. It's towards mm-hmm. the end of his career. He's 36 years old. You know, he he's not he's not the replacement. Like, if you're if the Avs had signed him prior to anything happening with with Kadri, then you know what his role was going to be yep. before Kadri even made his decision. You know what I mean? So now to to sign him after Kadri's gone. You're still not going to do that to replace him. He's not the fastest skater, and we know this Avalanche team plays very fast. I just don't think at this stage in his career it was a good fit. Did the Avalanche look at it? Maybe. I mean, it's a name out there, and I'm sure they did some due diligence on on all their free agents. I think the number 26 is still available. uh, It it, No. I think Jacob McDonald has that. I think he's because he, he was right. thir- he was yeah. thirty four, and he gave it he gave thirty four up when Carl Soderberg came back. That's right. And I think he moved to twenty six, so That's he can't even right. have twenty six back. Yeah, unless gonna, get out of here, Stasny. Unless McDonald was going to change his number again. You know, that's you know every, every number this kid picks uh, could have been just given up, but we didn't have to cross that bridge. I don't know. I just I never was fully there with with bringing him back. Um, to to replace, you know, uh, like a Nazem Kadri, like you're not going to do that. If you needed help, like you're saying, on like the the, the third or the fourth line, then maybe I'm not even yeah. saying yes, maybe. But it's just it just didn't think that it was a fit. And I think for a lot of fans, it was it would have been like, oh, it's a homecoming. And I agree with what you said. Like if you were going to go after him, go after him at the trade deadline of last year because. Last year, you had a team that could, you know, you wouldn't be relying on him for much of anything. Um, And he had a pretty good season last year. So, you know, but now you would be asking more of him with the team that the Avs have right now. And and I don't think they were going to go down that road. So I I agree, you know, and even like they could have easily got him for 1.5. Yeah. You know, at this stage in the game, they easily done that. And they and they chose not to. And I agree with that. Yeah, if if the team like 
Every transaction the Avalanche have made so far this offseason has been about getting the team back together. If they would have brought back Nas some way, somehow, mm-hmm. and then signed Stasny, it would have been, that's when, yeah, it would be nice to see Stasny do something with his team, maybe finally get a cup, or, you know, with the Avalanche, and, you know, bring it back full circle, but that's not the role we need him to play right now, and he can't give us what the Avalanche needs, so... We could put the nostalgia behind us. Yeah. That's not what we need to chase right now. And we'll talk about the the free agents that are left in the next segment, but do you feel that by the Avalanche not signing any of those free agents that are left, which they could, they could pretty much sign any of them, and they haven't done that. They haven't gone out and, and signed Sure, if you want to throw a Paul Stasny name out there or the other ones that we'll mention in the next segment, like any of them. And I said last week that, you know, don't rule out a trade with, with the Avalanche. Do you kind of feel like maybe that's what they're kind of looking into and diving into because there's no other names coming in? And we know that they do need a couple more players and they're not signing any of them, which they easily could do. So do you feel like maybe that there genuinely is a trade going on here or, or or they're at least looking into that to see if they can facilitate that. If they can't, then they'll go sign some free agents. I'm curious if they're going to try and work a trade now because of course this will we'll have to figure out one day how far the two camps were between Nas and the Avalanche and even Darcy Kemper in the Avalanche. Like if these were two players that we wanted to sign, I think a trade could have been done with both of those deals. Mm-hmm. To free up some room. So if not then, why now? Are they circling the wagons and saying, this is the team. We're going to evaluate through training camp and promote that way. And if we need something, we'll handle it down the line. Pick up an Abe Kubel like we did like a week or two into the season last year. Like, is that the route they're going to go? Because if it, who's really wanting a trade right now? I know Chikrin like that rumor is still out there that he's on the move before mm-hmm. training camp. But if the trade hasn't been done now from the avalanche camp, who would it be? And why now? I don't know who it would be, but the timing of it, right? I mean, they have, you know, you got a whole nother month before, you know, we're really getting into getting into training camp and stuff like that. So the timing of it could still be there. Um, you don't see a lot of it because a lot of teams have their their rosters kind of like fortified, but that doesn't mean a trade can't happen. And like you said, yeah, Chikrin, he could be on the move tomorrow or, mm-hmm. or with you know, or it could be another week or two. We don't know. But and I don't know who that player would be. I genuinely don't. It's it's so tough to predict that because it wouldn't be a guy um like with I mean, it could be a guy with with term. I know that the Avalanche like to do that, at least have, having two years remaining. Um, I, you're, you're not, I don't think you're really going to see a, a unrestricted free agent get traded right now because you, they typically hold on to them until the trade deadline when you know teams maybe will overpay for them. I don't know. I think the Avs are just trying to get creative right here because I got to be honest, man. Like I, I don't like the position that they're in. When it comes to the two C, I know the options that they have, um, I, and and if you're going between JT Comfer and Alex Newhook, I'm not sold on that right now. I'm not. We we know what we're getting from JT Comfer. 
So why would we all automatically think all of a sudden he's going to have this miraculous season where he's going to score 50, 60 points in a season? I don't see it. And I think Alex Newhook can be that guy eventually. But to throw him into that role right now, you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on that kid to produce for the duration of a season. And don't forget, he was a healthy scratch during the playoffs. So a kid that you had you healthy scratch during the playoffs, you are now going to hand him the, the second line center position and say, go be Nazem Kadri. I don't I don't like where they are. I have to be honest with you. I don't like where they, and, and I and I want to be proven wrong and I hope that I am if that's the route that they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think f- like forward thinking, I think Alex Newhook can be that guy. I just think he needs a little bit more seasoning in a little bit lesser role to really get his footing and then he can go. I think he can do it. I just think it's a year or two too early for him to, to hand him those keys right now. I wonder if this is a year that Newhook gets a pass, and I wonder if this is solely put on the shoulders of JT Comfort, where Bednar kind of sits him down and says, hey, we need you to step up. We lost Nas. We need you to step up, and if you can't, we will find someone who can. Yeah, This is your prove-it moment, and the trade deadline's coming up. He was It was Sam Girard and JT Comfort were the names rumored when the Nas deal was circulating. Like, put your feet to the fire. I need mm-hmm. you to step up. If you can't handle this role, we will find someone who can. And then JT Comfort is out. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I feel, maybe not that he's out, or maybe he just gets like pushed back down to you know a bottom six role. But I think right now, if 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 this is the route they're going, and they don't make any moves, and they say nope, we're, we we're going to promote from within. I think they go JT Comfort for the sole mm-hmm. purpose of he has more experience than Alex Newhook. I think Alex Newhook is more is going to be is going to have a better career. Mm-hmm. But for this year, I think you go JT Comfort and roll the dice with him and and like you said, put that pressure on him. Yep. Say we need you to take a giant step and I think right now again down the road, I think Alex Newhook is going to be their guy, but I think it's he's just too young to to do that and and I think it's it, it could be JT Confers right now. So we'll see. But there are other names out there. And again, are these names that can come in and, and replace a Nazem Kadri or just be that guy that kind of like the JT Confer role that we we're just talking about to step up? We'll mention a couple, but first we're going to hear from Bet Online. And betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, esports, golf, and Kyle's favorite, the combat sports. You got to love the combat sports. Bet online continues to be the top online source for all of your sport wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. If you had to bet that Aaron Judge would, what's he on pace for? For home runs, like 60. Yeah, I think he's like, yeah, he's in the 65, 68, like in that range. And so many people would want to give, anoint him the home run champion because of all the steroid stuff. You think he you think he gets in the 60s? I mean, he hit one as we're recording this where he hit one tonight. I'm rooting oh, for it. Let me see if he hit. I'm going to check this very quickly because he hit one earlier to get 49. Uh, no, he got he's he had an RBI. So he's, he's on yeah. he's one away from 50. 
I'm cheering for him, even being a Braves fan. I would like mm. him to get that record. You like to see it. You like you yeah. don't really get like these home run races anymore. So it's it's nice to have uh some home run action back. Uh head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening around your favorite league. It's betonline.net where the game starts. All right. So, like we said, there's still some names out there. Uh, and we talked about this god like a month ago. Uh, but Kadri was, you know, still in play when we were talking about some names. Now we we know that he's not. Paul Stasny's off the board. Anybody that you're kind of zeroing in on to not necessarily replace Nazem Kadri, just a guy that would be good on the apps. Well, if you look at the unrestricted free agent centers that are available now, um, I'm going to give you some names and their age. Um, I'm not, I want everyone listening to think of this in the framework of a Stasny type band-aid. I don't, this, nothing on this list is of the caliber of a Nas replacement. Mm -hmm. This is something to get you through to at least the trade deadline. Does Victor Rask at 29, does that do it for you? If we're asking... Um, I would, I don't know. It, it better because the next option is Jay Beagle at 36. No, 36 years old. Jay we'll Beagle, no. Katie, uh, Cody Eakin at 31. Uh, no, I mean, what I wouldn't be against that. Uh, but I, I feel like. There's other guys on there that I would take a chance on. Yeah, because Cody Eakin had 69 games, nice, that he played last year and only had 12 points. So, yeah, it was I not mean, a good year. that's not a great so year. You could get him for cheap, but you could get him for really cheap. And yeah. you could take your gamble on players that did not play last year, like Justin Richardson. But I mm. mean, do you uh, let's gamble some more? That's okay. that's wonderful. Let's right. Let's do that this year. But like you keep going down this list and it doesn't get any better. You can get Brad Richardson. He's available. Everybody, yeah. 37 years old. I'm good. And at the bottom of the list, yeah, the two names, we are talking about the nostalgia factor. Anybody want to get Riley Nash at 33 years of age? Mm. Or, Jumbo no. Joe Thornton is available at the age of 42 <laughs> years old. What for? Uh, you know, some Slim Jims and some Pepto Bismol or something. Is that uh, what you got to sign him for? Yeah, this uh, is a uh, yeah. This is this generation's Ray Bork. Yeah, I, I don't. Has he even come out and said that he wants to play another season? I, I haven't heard a thing about that. The last I heard was like right after the season was over. Like he was just going to take some time and think about if he even just wanted to retire. Um. I don't know. Like, is it is a team like the Avalanche, or like I think that the 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 time of teams like Toronto and Florida take like he just keeps adding another year, and you know these top tier teams are just not going to take a, a chance on him anymore. So if he does sign with one, it's going to be one of those middle of the road teams that just exceed expectations and, and make a run. But maybe he waits till you know, uh, you know, trade deadline before he start signs with somebody. I don't. I just don't. It's, he he's not built for the Avalanche. There's no yeah. way that happens. Yeah, and there's and like even going through that list, <laughs> there's nothing there that one feels like a Nas replacement. Two feels like a long term replacement. Well, I'll I'll say I was going to throw out three, but it's really two because Rodriguez. Like everybody's got their eyes on Rodriguez. I think he mm -hmm. would be a good signing. 
I'm a little bit cautious with him because he did have a very good year and a contract year. So did Nazem Kadri. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still can get Rodriguez for for relatively inexpensive for less than what the Avalanche have remaining on their cap space. You probably could sign him for that. Um, and I think he could be good in this team. You know, yeah. I think someone who who had a, his best season by far, a lot of people are going to be sitting there like arms folded, like do it again. Um, bring him into an avalanche team and you would expect him to do that and maybe even more. Yeah. Um, so we'll see with him. So I, I think he's definitely on their radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and two other guys, I think, you know, Sonny Milano is out there. True. He, you know, well, I'll throw out both of them, Sonny Milano and Sam Steele. Sam Steele is a guy who just, it hasn't materialized for him in the NHL. And I don't like, I don't know. Like I I like guys like him because they're not, he's not into his thirties. I think he's like 25 years old or something like that. Um, So he, he's still, the skill is there and it could be just get, get him on a new team. And, you know, when you have a team like Colorado, they could use that. They can use that to their advantage to bring in a guy who just hasn't lived up to expectations, but, Ken, it's not like he's 32, 33 years old and he's just, you know, resigned to to being that guy that just never lived up to expectations. He still could do it in some capacity. Do you bring him in, put him on an avalanche team and watch him flourish and watch him get close to what he his potential could have been? Uh, and you can get him for very cheap. So I I like that again. Like you said when we started this, this is he would definitely not be a Nazem Kadri replacement, but he could be a guy. And and we throw it out there all the time, Val Nichushkin. Yeah, loads of potential, and now look what he just did. That could be the Val Nichushkin 2.0 if they take a chance on Sam Steele. Well, and also if you've been a hockey fan for a long time, like decade plus. Like you have Val Nichushkin, who's the heartwarming story on potential and given a chance, but then you also have teams that have been chasing after Jonathan Duran for years. Mm-hmm. Um, every team says, "Well, here he will flourish. He has potential, and he's never lived up to it." And I, honestly, if you would ask me this question last year, I would have said maybe. I don't know if solving one problem with another problem is going to make this any easier like trying to fill in a production deficit with the with Nas leaving and now gambling like that's why oh. Erod out of all three of those names like Milano I don't know if he's leaving because he just got a new number like it feels like they're really locking down and like oh really I didn't I didn't see that yeah the, I, I'm so, weird. Wait, I follow wait. I follow like the ducks and stuff. So, uh, they gave him a so new they, number. Did they really? They did. Okay, that yeah, is that. But that happened today. Signed. That's interesting. Yeah, okay. they just they posted that. Um, honestly, today. Um, so so something's coming with that. Yeah, something's coming. A new number that's yeah. not even signed with you, but. Okay. They, All right. They um they gave him a new number and like Sam Steele, like I get it, but it's what do you really solve by gambling on? Yeah, he's cheap. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, he might can flourish here, but what if he doesn't? Does this well, set us farther yeah. back? 
So I think with, with the if they were to sign him, I think your answer you you got your answer with what they're doing with two uh, C. Kind of, <laughs> you know, you, not fully, but it's like okay, what well, everybody's talking about JT Confer and and Alex Newhook. That's your answer if you sign Sam Steele. He's gonna be a bottom six guy. If you sign Rodriguez, I think Rodriguez gets lumped into the mix of yeah. okay. Now you've just added Rodriguez to the Newhook and Confer conversation, and now that's you know something that's got to get worked out in yeah. preseason and camp and stuff like that. Absolutely. So um, it, it's. <laughs> you just throw your hands up and say, uh, you know, the in Joe we trust and in Bednar we trust mantra. But if that's what they're going with, we know the players. We know the players. And and are we are we a hundred percent sold on that? I'm not, guys. I'm just saying it. I'm I and I love JT Confer and I always back him when the playoffs come around and he had a really good playoff. But we've seen what he can do over the course of an 82 game season, and it's just inconsistent. I think um, I would be of the camp of the blind following like Joe, just whatever you say, Joe Sackick, we're going with it. Mm. But with the acquisition of Nemeth and like Dennis Gilbert, I'm like, you know, maybe not, not everything is gold. <laughs> not all home runs. But let's talk about uh, preseason and, and training camp and all that. Um, you know, there's always things that we keep our eyes on, and this year is no different. I, I, I'm a little bit surprised, like, we're going into, unless the Avs make, you know, some some trades and stuff like that, or, or a big deal to fortify, you know, the positions that we're talking about. Um, I'm a little bit surprised there's, there's as many question marks around the Avs mm -hmm. coming off of a Stanley Cup championship as there is. I think a lot, some of it's not their fault, you know, flat cap era, you're going to lose some players. Um, you've lost Burakovsky, you've lost Kadri. Um, you, you know, it, it, it's just, I thought it was, it's a, it's a, but you've, you've gained guys, obviously not gained yeah. them, but you've kept guys like Manson and stuff. So, but still like, you know, the, the goalie situation, you have Georgiev more questions than I anticipated going into this uh, this regular season. But you can't lose sight of the fact that you still have Kale McCarr. You still yeah. have Gabe Lanisag. You still have Nathan McKinnon. And me. like you still have incredible players that will lift this team and keep them towards the top of the standings. But even having said that, what are some things that you're kind of focused, you will be focused in on when training camp comes around? I am going to be, number one, I'm going to be looking at the health of Nachushkin, who had one good leg when we were hoisting the cup and I'd be looking yeah. at the health of EJ. Um, you signed Newt to this nice deal, but when do we start seeing the benefits of it? Because is he fully a hundred percent? I'm that I want to see if he is right back to the nuke that we know, you know, and for guys like him, um, you sign a big contract and you kind of, reinvigorated your career um it might be unfair but you know guys like him if you get off to a slow start people are going to start questioning you mm -hmm. and then, and I, I think he's going to be just fine i think he's have a really good i think he's insanely comfortable where he's at so i think he's gonna have a very good season but yeah i mean after or, you know guys people are gonna be jumping on him so early if he has another 40 something games where he doesn't score a goal like okay yeah uh what's going on here but i don't i don't see that happening i'm just saying like you sign a contract like that 
and now you have more eyes on you and you have more pressure on you. And he hasn't had that. He hasn't had that since he came over. Avalanche kind of just brought him in. So there's no pressure on you. Just do what you got to do. And it took him a little while to get going. But once he did, he's been great culminating in this contract. So, yeah, I think uh, that's going to be something fun to watch when the season gets started. I'm not really so much concerned about it in the in the training camp or preseason phase. But once the regular season gets going, um, I'd like to see him have a, a fast start. Uh, another thing that I'm really going to be zeroed in on is every player on the avalanche that is <laughs> like on that bottom, you know, the bottom six lines, three and four, um, cause lines one and two, we know what, I mean, everybody in the Denver Metro area has a pet named after everybody on lines <laughs> one and two, All right? Lines three and four. I want to see. Where are those names? After three and four. <laughs> yeah. Who did it and why? No. Um, where those names finish at the end of training camp? Mm-hmm. Who who they work with and what names actually come from out of nowhere? Actually, out of Loveland, and finish mm-hmm. on lines three and four because a lot of those we talk so much about lines one and two. The players on lines three and four, those jobs are not there. Like Newhook did not start with the team last year. Yep. So yeah. lines three and four, that's a very fluid situation. I, I'm definitely there with you. I I I like seeing like who rises to the occasion in in preseason and training camp and really takes advantage of the opportunity. Um and who are those guys that just fit in like those last two or three roster spots that aren't short up? Who outworks somebody else? You know what I mean? Is it is it Oscar Lawson? Could it be him? You know what I mean? Like I, I'm gonna be watching him. So I I 100% agree with you on that to see who's the guy that takes the reins. Even though if it's a bottom six role, those are still important. We've seen yep. you know you need all every, every line and every guy on those lines to go win a championship. So you get a bottom six role or a fourth line role that's just as important as you know the big three line. So, um, and I was thinking, this isn't necessarily something I'm going to be watching in, in preseason, <coughs> excuse me, but um, maybe more of a, of a prediction, I guess, for the season. And, and this, you know, we'll do predictions later on. But I, I, I mean, I'm a huge like Nathan McKinnon fan. I, mm-hmm. I, I love the guy. And everybody is just loving Cam McCarr right now. 100% understand that. I am too. Mm-hmm. I've said many times I don't have favorite players. He's as close to a favorite player uh, along with Nathan McKinnon as I can get. Uh, but I, 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 Kale McCarr kind of just took everybody's like emotion this year and, and, and all eyes were on him and he had an, an incredible year. I, I don't know how I want to phrase this, but I kind of feel like I think this is a year Nathan McKinnon has the championship in his pocket. Um, he can calm down a little bit. He can get back to just focusing on playing hockey. He doesn't have to overproduce or anything like that or, or just overextend himself. He can get back to playing regular hockey. I think this is a year that he wins back some of those fans that like went over to Kale McCarr's side and were like, Kale McCarr is the greatest player on this team. He definitely was last year. But for this year, I think Nathan McKinnon takes that back. Interesting. I I would like to see that happen. 
I'm very curious on the year Nathan McKinnon is going to have. And I agree with you. You're going to see the the sparks and the embers of how the season is going to look for Nathan McKinnon in training camp. Yeah, I think he's just going to go off. Kale McCarr will too. I'm not saying yeah. Kale McCarr is going to take a step back. Kale McCarr might even take another step forward. Yeah. Uh, but I just think Nathan McKinnon is going to be that guy that's that's going to be – he's going to get to that century mark in points and I think exceed it. I think he's going to be like in the 100 teens would be my mm. guess. Um, and if he can do that, people people who, will, went, like I said, went to the Kale McCarr side were going to be like, oh, yeah, Nathan McKinnon is that good. So I think some people feel like he fell off a little bit. And maybe it was just like the the Kale McCarr blinders or goggles that they had on. And I, again, I get that. But Kale McCarr, or excuse me, Nathan McKinnon is going to remind you uh, that for you know a few years, he was the best player on this team. Yeah. And now, we, like last year, I don't think we'd have the argument. Kale McCarr is the best player on the team last year. Next year, I think we can have an argument between those two guys. We shall see. Yeah, the discussion for whose team actually is it from training camp. Yeah. Interesting. Tell me why I'm wrong in the comments because I know there's some people like <laughs> typing away like crazy right now. You're wrong. It's Kale. It's Kale. Like, yes. I can hear Kale. it. I can hear it. I know. Yes. So uh, that'll be a fun discussion. Uh, all right. So, I mean, this is something that we'll be talking about, I'm sure, like different things that we're going to be looking forward to in training camp for the episodes that go on. What do we got tomorrow? We're going to be doing, uh, there was a, a potential leak on the reverse retros. I don't know if I'm completely sold on it, but we'll talk about that. Um, I think we well, we got to do the Star Wars thing. Nick wanted us to get to this time, so yep. maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, and if the app signs someone, we'll be definitely talking about that as well. Until then, I'm going to wrap this one up for today. Um, and uh, thank you for making this your first listen of the day like you always do. Always appreciated to everybody out there in podcast land. And once again, follow us on our social media outlets. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with anything that happens in the Avalanche world. Until then, he's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go.